So we've, we're, uh, we're on building on the foundation. Uh, we've talked about the Bible, God and attributes and characters of God. We spent a lot of time there. We talked about the person of Jesus Christ. Spent some time there. The works of Christ. Um, last Sunday, our friend Kirk addressed those who were here. Uh, salvation. And today, we're going to address and talk about or get acquainted with the third person of the Trinity. Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Spirit. Thank you, guys. Thank you. So the Holy Spirit is God. And this is, and I know I'm preaching to the choir this early in the morning. The Bible identified him as one of the three persons existing as one God, not a version of God. It is one God in three persons. There's God the Father, the Son, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. So, let's get to biblical truth. Lewis, wake up. Please read that. That you can read. Yes, you can read. Yes, you can read. Caramba. Read that, please. No. If you love me, repeat after me. If you love me, you will keep my commandment. Just Lewis. Just Lewis. Well, come this way. You can get closer. You will be in your... All right, let's read it again. Thank you, Lewis. I finally got you to read something. Yeah. If you love me, you will keep my commandment. And I will ask the Father, and he will give you another helper to be with you forever. Even the Spirit of truth, whom the world cannot receive, because it neither sees him nor knows him. You know him, for he dwells with you and will be in you. So, we refer to the Holy Spirit as a person. It's not an it. It's not a thing. It's not a whatever. It's a him. It's a person. The third person of the Trinity. It's personal pronouns like him, he, are used to refer to the Holy Spirit. So, How many times does he refer here to the Holy Spirit as a he or a him? I see one, two, three, four. You see more? Five. Anyone? Four. Referring to the Holy Spirit. Because the first one he is referring to God the Father. Whom? Thank you. So, five. Right? Six? We counted that. So, we start here, because this he is God, right? Another helper. We can. I'm just counting the he or him. 
So whom? Him, him, him. Five. I just want to know if you can count. <laughs> yes, exactly. Exactly. Hey, John. How are you? I'm doing better now that I see you. It's always good to see you. So, even the Spirit of Truth, the Holy Spirit, and He will dwell with you and will be in you. Do you believe the Holy Spirit is in you? Absolutely. Absolutely. I like that answer. Absolutely. Good morning. Absolutely. Absolutely. And we'll get to the work of this Holy Spirit in us. And one thing that I always said, and we don't speak enough of the Holy Spirit and how the Holy Spirit is in us always. It's like we relegate, I'll be with you in a second, we relegate him, and it's like he is in us. But we don't, we don't give him enough attention. So let's give him attention. Yes, ma'am. Right. That he's in us. Right. He's the helper. We forget. No, 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 you're right on. You are right on. Because he's a constant for all of us. In that we forget that he is our helper. Not to get things done that I want to do. It's to get things done that please God. That are in line with what God wants us to do. And how we serve others because we love God who loved us first. Okay, so let's pay attention to the Holy Spirit. And let's get to it. Uh, and we go straight to, um, let's see, John, would you please look at Romans 8, 27? And Tony, 1 Corinthians 2, 10 and 11. And we are going to look at the person of the Holy Spirit. And some characteristics of his person. Right? John. 827. Mm hmm. Read it, read it even louder. He who searches our hearts, know what is in the mind of the Spirit. Who searches our hearts? God the Father. And he knows what the Spirit knows. Because they're one. Right? Because the Spirit intercedes for the saints according to the will of God. So he intercedes for us. 
because he knows the will of God. Tony. So the Spirit, the Spirit has the ability to know and understand reality. He has intellect, which we know God has it. So he has it. It's that simple. Right? And Jenny says, hmm, maybe. All right, Jenny. Now, Ephesians 4.30. Yeah. Yes. Uh-huh. Do not grieve. Do not grieve. So the Holy Spirit has emotion. Because that's the only way you can feel, you can grieve, right? It has emotion. Are you an emotional person? Yes. How you express that emotion, they might call you, you are too emotional, or you don't have any emotion, but we all have emotions. Yeah, they're outliers of all of that, I understand. But we all have emotions. Some of us express it more than others. But we all have emotions. Now, it's a a bunch of them. Let's see. Ellie, 1 Corinthians 12, 7 and 11. Mariela, Acts 13, 2. And Francesca, I didn't forget your name. Acts 15, 28 and 29. And we're looking at attributes of the personality of the Holy Spirit. ¿Me estás entendiendo? Por un poco. Okay. Ya mismo, ya mismo te digo algo en español. All right. 1 Corinthians 12, 7 and 11. Aha. Uh-huh. What is the Spirit doing there? He gives. According to his own will. He is God, remember? Remember what we said about God? It's not just God the Father. If God is Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, they all all are given according to their own will. He has the volition to give. You follow that? We, We tend to separate, and the point I'm trying to make is we tend to separate God. And we, we, we don't give the Holy Spirit the place of God. And He is God. No different than the Father or the Son. Yes, sir. Because it's it's hard to understand. And I, and I get it. And I get it. And some things we take by faith, but others we take by studying what he asks us to do. The Bible, and that's what we're trying to do here. We're using his word to, to, to solidify our faith. To make us stronger. To give you the tools so you, you can really understand 
what we believe. So the winds of whatever happens out of here don't take you anywhere except to be strong in the word of God. And it's hard to understand, but if we are in the word and we're showing you how the word of God talks about the spirit and how the spirit is God and how he shows each one of the persons of God three in one, no three manifestations like others believe. No, it's three in one, you were going to say. Of truth. Of truth, exactly. Have you ever been, let me give you, you're struggling with a situation that you never struggled before you came to the Lord. Something that was wrong. And all of a sudden, you know and you're struggling because something inside is telling you this is wrong. It's not you. It's the spirit in you talking to you. And we need to strengthen that communication. And how do we do that? How do we do that? Anyone? Huh? His word? All right. What about his word? We need to spend time with him. In his word. And we're going to talk about prayer the next, the next time, the next couple times. Because that's how we communicate with God, with the Spirit, and how the Spirit intercedes. We talked about it. We read it. And we're going to talk about how he intercedes with groanings. I don't know. What do I mean? I don't know. But the spirit knows. That's weird. That's a weird sound. Groaning. Look it up. Groaning. And it has some weird sound. I just made, made up a sound. All right, who's next? Acts 13.2. Mm-hmm. The spirit said. Spirit gave Direction. I don't know, but I think I should be going this way. And something is telling me I need to go this way. Or I've been praying and I am convinced that I need to go this way. I'm not saying every time. It's maybe sometimes you justify whatever you want to do. But most of the time, if we're truly in the Word of God, it's a spirit telling you what you need to do. Pay attention. He wants to talk to you. I am convinced that he wants and he's talking to you. Acts 
15, 28, and 29. Francesca. Mm -hmm. For it seems good to the Holy Spirit. Again. Yes. Us. But it's the confirmation of the apostle wanting to do something, but he doesn't do it until he is convinced that the Holy Spirit wants him to do Amen. this. It's not... I, I, I understand what you're saying. I, I don't think you're saying that the apostle is, is, is using the Spirit. No, I think he waited for the confirmation of the Spirit Amen. to move and to give direction. Make sense? Yes? All right. So, those are some of the um, characteristics. He possesses the ability to determine and act decisively, volition. He possesses emotion. And he possesses the ability to know and understand reality. Now, who can read 2 Corinthians? Ms. Mrs. Conover, could you read 2 Corinthians 3.17? And uh, Natalie, would you start looking at Acts 5, 3, and 4? 5, 3, and 4. Whenever you are, Miss Debbie. Uh-huh. So, he has characteristics of the Lord. And here we are saying that he is the Lord. Right? That's what she just read. And wherever he is, there is freedom. And the only one who can give you freedom is God in the work of Jesus Christ. God giving you freedom in the work of God and give you a helper who is God. I know I'm preaching to the choir and you guys are looking at me like, okay, give me something that I don't know. <laughs> it's a, it's a foundations. And we have to be able to explain and yes, you just said it. Some people don't believe it. Some people give the Spirit all their forms. But He is God. Natalie. So He is, the Holy Spirit is God. Natalie, go. Maha. Uh -huh. Peter says, Why? Why did you lie? Why? He says, why did you lie to the Holy Spirit? And then at the end of four, he says, you have not lied to man, but to God. Wake up, wake up, wakey, wakey. Yes. God. And I know I've said it 
over the last half hour. He is God. Because I just want you to say it to yourself. The Holy Spirit is God. When I pray and I say, oh, Holy Spirit, come to me. No, he is in you. And we're going to talk about the work and how you seal in the Spirit. Any questions? No? You're quiet today. And that's okay. All right, we got a bunch of here. Uh, let's see. Oscar, would you read Psalm 104.30? And Henair, 2 Peter 1, 20 and 21. Bob, would you mind reading John 15, 26? Yes. And Astrid, will you read John 16, 13, and 14? By the way, I just want to congratulate Lewis for reading today. I know many of you didn't hear him today, but he did read today. We made him do it. Yeah. <laughs> Psalm 104.30, sorry, if you don't mind. Uh-huh. So the Holy Spirit is active in? Creation. creation. We read it in Genesis. Genesis says, let us. It doesn't say, let me. It says, let us. So he's active in creation. 2 Peter 1, 20 and 21. Uh-huh. So it is active in prophecy. And we have prophecy from the beginning of Genesis all the way to the end of the Bible. And he is active in creation and in prophecy. He is God. All right? I'm going to repeat it again and again. John 15, 26. Who has it? Oh, sorry. <laughs> Just woke up. That's okay. And who was talking there? Jesus Christ. So he is active attesting to the work of Jesus Christ to who he is and what he has done. You see how active the Holy Spirit is? It's not an afterthought. It was not, okay, God the Father and the Son, they had this plan and then they gave us the Holy Spirit as an afterthought. Uh-uh. From the beginning. From the beginning. John 16, 13, and 14. Uh-huh. That's heavy. There's multiple things there. Let's take it again. John 16, right? Four, 13 and 14. Right? When the Spirit of truth comes, when the Holy Spirit comes to you, when you sealed with that truth, when He comes to you, He will guide you into all truth. So he's active guiding you, giving you all truth. 
all of it. The truth, Jesus Christ. For he will not speak on his own authority. He's not making this up. In other words, he's in submission to himself, to God. That's, that's, where, that's when I go, whoa, hold on. Three persons in one is God. So it's, so it's the Father telling the Son and the... No, 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 no. They're all one. And he doesn't speak by himself. He speaks all three together because they're one. It's only one God. What? Yes, God. He is God. No different forms. Yeah. But whatever he hears, he will speak, and he will declare to you the things that are to come. Prophecy. He will glorify me. He will exalt God himself. For he will take what is mine and declare it to you. You see the connection and our dependency on the Holy Spirit? Because he will declare it to you. Because he's talking to us. He's not just talking to the disciples. He's talking to us. The Spirit will speak to you. And you're looking at me like, so, ain't it awesome? Ain't it awesome? That is, that is spectacular, guys. And that's what I mean. We don't give him enough of where the Holy Spirit needs to be. Of what we have in ourselves. Because he is in you. And we don't give him of ourselves. We're still waiting. And we still want to. And we, and we guys, slow down. I know that God is in you. If you are a believer, He is in you. If you trusted in Him, He is in you. If you truly, truly know God, not of Him, but know God, He is in you. And that is an hallelujah. That's an amen every single time you hear it and you think of it. That's spectacular, guys. But we don't give him the place that he deserves. Because we're still waiting for something extreme to happen. The extreme already happened and it is in you. He sustains us. Yes, sir. And that's the key. Everything that makes God 
real to us. Correct. It's the Holy Spirit that it's in you. We don't think it's a, exactly. And I want you to think of, and I know that we shy away of talking of the Holy Spirit because our friends from the Pentecostal and all that, they, they go on the Spirit, I haven't. No, that's not what I mean. And we shy away from that. I know we don't want to be associated with that. But they have it right in that we need to give the Holy Spirit its place. Sorry, I got excited. Because I think it's great. We have him. We have the helper with us. And we, and we spend our energies searching for whatever. Going to whatever's. And all we have to do is slow down. And say, hey, Holy Spirit. So, where was, where was I? He attests of Jesus Christ. He discloses and reveals Christ. And he doesn't speak of himself, but of Christ. And we have a special work of the Holy Spirit. So, uh, Osborne, John 16, 7 and 8. And Danny, John 3, 5 and 8, 5 through 8. Yes, sir. Uh-huh. So we, he has a special assignment, special work. And I want to borrow what, what, what Pastor Bob said. Now is inside. Now it's inside. And, and I want you to read it again, if you don't mind, sir. I know I took you away from that, but if you don't mind, because it specifically says things that the Holy Spirit will do. Right? Just read it, nevertheless. Uh-huh, time out. So, my work is done. My work is done. I have to go away. The plan continues. And it's better for me to go away. Continue on. Uh-huh, because if I don't go, you won't get help. And you need help. That's it. That's it between the lines there. You need help. You're needy. And it's not for me to give you that help. That's not my assignment. Keep going, sir. Stop. First, he will convict the world concerning sin. What does that mean? What it says. There's no, there's no hidden agenda. <laughs> Convict the world concerning sin. You are sinners. 
Punto, se acabó. First assignment, he will convict the world concerning sin. Keep going. And concerning righteousness and concerning judgment. Uh-huh. And you are going to get it. You can't continue to live this way. That's why Jesus came. So you are saved from the wrath that is to come. And he speaks to you and he speaks to the world. Thank goodness. Thank God that there's a plan that you and I were not involved, otherwise we would have messed it up. Now, he convinces that we're sinners. So what happens? Let's go to Titus 3, 5, and 6. Titus 3, 5, and 6. I'm going to start in 4. It says, But when the goodness and loving kindness of God our Savior appeared, He saved us. Not because of works done by us in righteousness, but according to his own mercy, by the washing and regeneration and renewal of the Holy Spirit. Whom he poured out on us richly through Jesus Christ, our Savior. You hear it? You understand it? What he is? as it relates to salvation. He is given to us to wash in regeneration and renew us. That's his work on us and salvation. And we talked about salvation last Sunday. I know some of us were not here, but I know you did, all of you did your assignment and you saw the book. Excellent. I'm proud of you. Um, but that's his work. And then we go to 1 Corinthians. 1 Corinthians 12, 13. For in one spirit we were all baptized into one body, Jews and Greeks, slaves and free, Victor and Nana, Astrid and Natalie, and all of us who believe, who are here today. And all are made to drink of one spirit. You see? You see his awesome work and salvation? So whether you like it or not, we are related. I know. I'm the long-lost cousin that you never wanted to see. But I'm here. And I'm coming to your house for Thanksgivings. But amen. Amen. Amen to, to what his work is. What he does in us. His role on the plan of salvation. We always stop, and I, I'm not, we always stop with all the work of Jesus Christ, and, and, and I'm okay with that. That's great. 
but it never stopped there. It hasn't stopped there. It never was planned to be stopped there. Ephesians, go with me to Ephesians 1, 13 and 14. In him you also, when you heard the word of truth, the gospel of your salvation, and believed in him, were sealed with the promised Holy Spirit. You are sealed. That's why you don't lose salvation. You are sealed in the Holy Spirit. That is awesome, guys. Hallelujah again. Amen. Thank God. Who is the guarantee of our inheritance until we acquire possession of it to the praise of his glory. You are guaranteed. Oh, he used to say that. Uh, what was his name? Uh, the breakfast pat, pat? I can't remember. Guarantee. I don't know, the accent, the accent doesn't come out well. But you're guaranteed. You are guaranteed. How long does a guarantee of anything last? This day and age, 24 months, 36 months. And they want to sell you double guarantee that doesn't apply because I don't care. His guarantee is forever. Amen. Until you take possession to the praise of his glory. Spectacular, guys. I want you to spend this next week prior to our Thanksgiving week. By the way, Thanksgiving should be 365 days a year because we're thankful for everything that God gives us because it doesn't belong to us. It belongs to him. We spend the next week thanking God for that guarantee. You are guaranteed a possession. You are guaranteed of your salvation. No one can take it away. Nothing can take it away. Guaranteed. And we'll continue next Sunday. And I want you to, uh, in your books, um, page four of this session, there's a, there's a for RBC Ministries, the baptism by the Spirit occurs only once at the moment of salvation. And it goes into why and why some people believe that, that it's not. And then we can, we can talk about that. I'll start with some of those points next Sunday. So we'll extend this another Sunday. Any questions? Are you as happy as I am to know that the Holy Spirit, it's in me, and that I don't need anything else? That is guarantee. Amen. Amen. I know, I'm a little funky here but I want you to I want you to feel what I, what I feel 
I want you to, to understand to make it yours, what is already yours. To stop looking for something outside of you when it's already in you. To start depending on something outside of you when your dependence it's in you, in the spirit. And you don't have to say, Holy Spirit, come. No, he's already there. He sealed you. Sealed. You understand what that means? Nothing comes in. It's sealed. Those of us who were in camping last Friday, we wish our tents were sealed. But we better seal that our tents. And that is happiness to you guys. Yes, ma'am. Amen. Because like you said, it's always he's already here. Amen. And that's the first step. We recognize that we've been messing up. And guys, she just vocalized what everyone was thinking. I know. Amen. I know. <laughs> I know. Anana. And we made that point three Sundays ago. Amen. And, that, and that's, that's my point. That's exactly my point. We can't stay there, which is her point. We have to understand the work of the Holy Spirit. Amen. And we have to talk about the, the work of the Holy Spirit. We have to preach about the work of the Holy Spirit. And we have to give the Holy Spirit the place that the Holy Spirit deserves. Not deserves. That's not... Has. Because He is God. He doesn't deserve it. He deserves in our, in our hearts. Not. Because He's God. I, I might not be using the right words, guys. But, but again, the point is, the only way that we understand that the Holy Spirit is in us, it's by being in the Word. We used a bunch of Old Testament uh, uh, references to talk about the Holy Spirit. And we think the Holy Spirit only came after Christ. No. He was always, he's always been, he is God. So thanks for those two comments. Appreciate it very much. Let's close here. And uh, let's take a break. And then we come back for worship. Father, blessed are you, Lord. And we thank you for sending the helper. Holy Spirit, help us. We need you even more today. To know that you are in us. To know that you are here and you will not leave us. That you haven't left us. And that you are God in us. In your name. And everyone says? Amen. Amen. See you next time.